Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 140 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by AZ Firearms, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, today our theme is, Dan, do you want to remind folks what our theme is? A second helping of episode 12, and it was titled, Author Day, Protecting Our Rights Through the Written Word, How Mighty is the Pen. I'm sorry, I was uh, counting books. (laughs) Yeah, he's still stuck on that, that he thinks I have more books than he has firearms, and uh, this will be the great debate of our time. Well, we're going to count the pamphlets as books. I, I do tend to hoard books. Amazon loves me. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so anyway, today's show, uh, it is a best of. And it was recorded back in 2015. It was before the 2016 presidential election and just after a major terrorist attack in Paris, France. You'll hear us refer to that a little bit here and there throughout the show. So just keep that in mind that when you hear that, that wasn't something that just happened today. That was a couple of years ago. But, you know, the things that we say about it are absolutely true and absolutely timeless. Uh, we have a great lineup of, of authors throughout this insh- this entire show. Um, this hour, of course, is uh, Alan Corwin, a personal friend of ours, writes uh, just prolifically, um, and you, you do want to hear every single word of this show. And when episode 12 was recorded, we did things a couple of things a little different than we do now. Danny, instead of his commentary, um. he did a tip of the week, and you won't want to miss that. Um, really good stuff and uh hope you stick around for the entire show so sit back relax and enjoy this best of the second helping of episode 12 you know president reagan uh that speech who who knew that the day after the uh, Paris terrorist attacks, how, how more powerful and how more meaningful that would be and, and how precious our freedoms are, that they could be not one generation away, but one terrorist attack away. And uh, one of the things that's going to keep our freedoms in play are protecting our, our gun rights. And we have an author uh, in studio with us today. We're very honored to have Alan Corwin with us. And Alan is uh, quite, he's busy. He's a author, he's a speaker, he's a blogger, the owner of the Bloomfield Press. 
And he writes books titled uh, A Traveler's Guide to Firearms Laws in All 50 States, Arizona Gun Owner's Guide. But my favorite title, I think, is After You Shoot, Your Gun's Hot, The Perp's Not, Now What? <laughs> That's the name of a book, Alan. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, one slight correction. Uh, the Traveler's Guide to the Gun Laws of the 50 States was written by Scott Kappas, an attorney oh, in Kentucky. I apologize. Uh, we're, that's okay. We're a distributor. That's a very important book for us, a bestseller. People want to know what the laws are when they travel. Yes. So we sell that book, but I can't claim that I wrote it. It's a brilliant book, but it's not mine. Well, I've, ri- I've written 14, so yeah, and I I'm, just picked I'm working hard. one of the wrong ones. Shame I, on me. I'm looking, okay. I'm looking at this catalog, you know, all these serious books, and right in the middle, kind of buried under some of the other books, Bomb Jokes at Airport. <laughs> and 186 other things you better not say. Yeah, that's th- the name of a book. Now I think that's the best book I ever wrote. Not not in terms of sales, but that book is a very piercing piece of uh, insight into what's going on in the country when you talk about freedom. There's things you can't say anymore. Well, you didn't expect it to bomb, did you? Oh, that's <laughs> the book. cute. That's cute. <laughs> Don't say that online in an airport. No, don't do it. Yeah, I was working for HBO and we shot a pilot. Don't say that in an airport either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's bad. That's that's pretty good, actually. You know, and you also have the audacity, sir, to say that guns saved lives. Well, I do, but the media doesn't. And the media is becoming one of the greatest enemies of freedom we have. Guns save lives, guns protect you, guns are good, guns are fun, and you never, ever, ever hear that, even on the Fair and Balanced channel. Why do you you think that is? Because they're not fair and balanced. (laughs) Because the media is not what they claim to be. They are not a purveyor of news. They are a standard bearer for the establishment. They have an agenda. They follow a narrative. It's a self-selected set of people. And they don't know that guns save lives, guns stop crime, and guns protect you. They see guns as evil. They don't understand that guns are among the most honorable property you can own, that learning how to use guns is good, that it builds character, it develops concentration, it teaches all the most fundamental American values. They don't know that. Hmm. When, when you do an interview with the mainstream press, you should ask Wolf Blitzer, Wolf? Wolf Blitzer. So, so Wolf, when, when was the last time you were at the range? And he'll look at you like you have four eyes. Mm-hmm. When was I at the range? I mean, the only question they asked about guns at the Republican presidential debate, they asked Donald Trump about his permit. That was the only gun question we got out of 14 candidates. And his, the, the right answer is, you know, I'm a billionaire and I was able to get a permit. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can. And you shouldn't have a permit to be a reporter. Oh, that's right. You don't need a permit to be a reporter, do you? Mm -hmm. You don't get an expiration date. You don't have to pass a test to be sitting there on the panel and inquisiting us like you're a Nazi. Mm -hmm. But why are you asking us about permits? Why don't you ask us about the balance of power that the Second Amendment represents? They don't have enough consciousness to even figure that out. Wow. Well, you know, if you guys haven't figured it out by now, Alan pulls no punches. Yeah, no kidding. And that's what we love about you, Alan, <laughs> honestly, because every time I speak with you, every time I hear you speak, I learn something I didn't know before. Or you bring 
an idea back into focus that the media, the activist journalism that's out there, they they twist and they cloud just enough that even those of us that value our Second Amendment rights and our gun owners, we start we start getting confused and lost in the cloud. You you are so good at this, Cheryl, Thank and you. yet they got you in your opening statement about terrorist attacks. There are no terrorist attacks. <laughs> These are Muslim jihadi attacks. Mm. Terrorism is what the Irish Republican Army was doing. It's what FARC was doing in South America. It's what some skinheads are doing, although they haven't lately. Terrorism, as an adjective, has a place. But we're facing a global jihad. Now, the president will do anything to avoid it and talk about extremism, which is what people use the English language for to make strong statements. Mm -hmm. Extremism and terrorism are the absolutely wrong words. We just faced the jihad attack. It was obvious from the first second. And nobody wants to call it a jihad. Mm -hmm. And they've got you so bamboozled. Dan and and Mm -hmm. Cheryl are sitting here talking about terrorism. This isn't terrorism. This is jihadism. Mm -hmm. This is Islamism. This is the religion of peace. Right. right. New York Times and the Washington Post for years talked to us about the religion of peace. They haven't retracted it. They haven't apologized. And on the cover, there's terrorist attack in Paris. There's no terrorist attack in Paris. The jihad is being waged on the streets of Paris. So where's the fair and balanced reporting? I mean, mm. I've given up on the Communist News Network, CNN. <laughs> and I know... I know if you watch ABC or NBC, you'll see BS. <laughs> I can actually say that so on you, the air. So I need you, a drum set over here, yeah, but I'm right. bumps. So you, uh, <laughs> so you don't believe that uh, they're contained right now? They said on the news yesterday they're contained. Yeah, did you hear? Uh, you were in a doctor's appointment, so you may not have heard uh, Obama say yesterday morning, right before the attacks, that ISIL, he calls it ISIL instead of ISIS. Yeah, he has, doesn't want to give it its yeah. right name so that it'll further confuse us, the guy yeah. in the White House. Yeah. But he said so they're contained. They're contained. Just before the Paris thing happened, they're contained. We're contained. No. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah right. we're contained. We're contained. Right. Yeah. So. Wow. You know, he's the Arizona Donald Trump. He is but, the Arizona Donald Trump. But, but, <laughs> I trump that guy. But, yeah. but he can back it up, mm-hmm. right? That's the uh, thing. We were just talking about Ann, Ann Coulter. Mm-hmm. She, she is not afraid to just go out there and, and say what yes. it is, but she can back it up. I know. I, I admire her and right. her work. Um, part, what I'm doing here is part of what I have posted at gunlaws.com that I call the politically corrected glossary. Hmm. We take words and we use them incorrectly, and it works to our disadvantage. We talk about terrorism, which is what the Irish Republican Army was doing, and we're actually facing a jihad, a global war, for a caliphate to take over the planet. So that's not terrorism, that's the jihad. And they're waging it on the streets of Paris. And they're not contained. Contained? They're uncontained. And this is cultural Marxism. It's not even political correctness. This is We Will Bury You from Khrushchev in 1958 operating today through the school system, through the language. And if you want to know more about this, the politically corrected glossary, which is in the back of my catalog, I gave you a copy of our catalog here, the most important page are not all the products, the 300 books and DVDs we sell, but this list of words. They want you to say pro-gun. That's bad. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's about pro-rights. They think guns are bad, so you should be anti-gun. That would be the moral high ground if you have their values. And if you're pro-gun, you're a monster. But I'm pro-rights. They're anti-rights. They're the monsters. Mm -hmm. And they kill us with the language. So here we are on talk radio where reality comes out, but they set the narrative with the New York Times and the Washington Post and the three networks. And even though their, their uh, credibility is dropping and their readership and viewership is dropping, they still set the narrative. And we have to fight uphill against a, a usurper in the White House who says they're contained. Mm -hmm. They're anything but contained. Mm -hmm. They're not in Syria. They're on the streets of Paris. I was in Paris not too long ago for a wedding. And Paris is okay, but don't walk outside of Paris. Hmm. Paris is contained by the Muslims living in housing developments outside where the police can't go. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Did he really say that? He, he said it he yesterday said it. morning. And then after the fact, he said, I don't want to speculate on who is causing these terrorists attack because of course he wouldn't have said jihad well, because we don't even think in that he, in he, terms he's a defender of the muslims and he does everything he can to protect them and dis display uh the the uh, not display but to uh re redirect and misdirect our thinking and our actions i watched msnbc they were a joke in how they were trying to present everything as uh it's, it's not them, it's us. Mm -hmm. It's us. We're the problem. Mm -hmm. They're in there killing innocent people, so we must be the problem. It's Man. insanity. Do you think they care if we're politically correct or not? Do you they, think they even know what that is? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they don't, care what, they don't care what we call them. They're still going to do damage to us if they can. A guy named Muhammad shoots up a U.S. military recruiting office, and we have to debate what's going on? Or how about well, I don't. How about the study hall? The kid get kicked out of study hall, and he says that's the reason that they he stabbed those people. Yeah, oh, he's on. got a manifesto oh, that included he he was going to methodically behead people, and yet the line that we're supposed to believe is that um, it was a study hall. It, he was disgruntled student, not that he's a jihadi. Not when that I got he's kicked out of terror. study hall, I celebrated. Went and got a Twinkie at the Circle K. <laughs> when I got kicked out of study hall, which didn't really ever happen. <laughs> But my parents, I was afraid of my parents. Yeah. If, yeah. I, if I ever got suspended, like the kid who looks like uh, the guy in the White House, is, if he right. had a son, right, right. I, I was in terrible trouble. Yeah. This exactly. kid got suspended three times. It's a different yeah. culture. Hey, listen, we've got to run to break, but we are holding Alan Corwin over, and we're going to dig in a little deeper to some of these topics about the future of American gun rights. So stick around. I'm Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie. Conversations in the car about gun safety, freedoms, and even a few laughs. Imagine you're in the backseat listening to an intimate chat with me and my passengers as we drive all around the country. Listen, watch, and subscribe to the Riding Shotgun with Charlie YouTube channel and podcast. For straight shooting. 
Look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. potofgoldestate.com. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona, and we are talking with author, speaker, blogger, owner of Bloomfield Press, Alan Corwin. Welcome back, Alan. Pleasure to be with you, of course. Alan, I'm, I'm looking through your books here, and you know, 
Arizona doesn't, you don't have to have a concealed carry permit. And that, that kind of bothers me in, a, in some ways because I think everybody needs to know uh, how to operate a gun. But let them, that's their responsibility, let them do that. And one of your books, Arizona's Gun Owner's Guide, Who Can Bear Arms, Where Are, they, where are Guns Forbidden, and Where Can You Shoot? Tell us about that book. Well, first let me uh, untangle two things you said. Um, it's very important for everybody to know about guns, how they operate, and what you can do with them. So I'm in favor of one credit in marksmanship as a requirement for a high school diploma. Hmm. Everybody should be educated. Hmm. And one of the reasons the left can't get any common sense gun laws passed is because they're not proposing any. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just want to hijack the word common, common sense. That's it. Let's take all your guns away. Why can't we get that passed? It's not a common sense gun law. A common sense gun law would be everybody who goes to school learns about firearms. Mm. Well, and you, you get a credit towards your diploma. That would be a common sense law. We'd all support that. Right. They wouldn't bang their heads on the wall. You messed up because we we're going to talk about this book. Then you Alan brought something Alan never messes up. up. I don't know what you're he, talking he about. Brought no, something. he's right. He's no. right. <laughs> So, so, so we're going to talk about Australia. They took all. They said they took all the guns away from people. Okay, only people that could keep them locked up, and they were highly regulated. And now, not only they are going to outlaw a Nerf uh, airsoft gun or a Nerf yeah, gun, yeah. but they're saying the black market crimes for a gun is bigger than previously understood, and the crimes involving handguns have risen three hundred percent. So I'll get to Australia, but I'll answer your first, the second half of your first question first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. The idea that you need education makes sense. So if you have guns, get all the education right. you can. And when I wrote the Arizona Gun Owner's Guide 25 years ago, it was so that I could find out what the gun laws were. So I'd knew, know if I'm legal. Mm -hmm. Can I shoot here? Can I go outdoors? Can I buy, sell, own, carry? And at the time, there were no permits. Then there were permits. We still have permits if you want one. It's got some limited value. It's described in the Arizona Gun Owner's Guide. As of 2010, we have constitutional carry, so you don't need no stinking permit, just like to go to a church or to uh, be a reporter or to own other property. You don't need a government permit to exercise your rights, and I'm in favor of that, but you should know what you're doing. So you can get the Arizona Gun Owner's Guide in almost any gun store. You can get it at gunlaws.com. Gunlaws.com. That's gun where you can find all your books, right? That's right. Gunlaws.com. So at gunlaws.com. And it describes all the gun laws in plain English. So I'm in favor of that, whether you carry with a permit, without a permit. And we have books for other states and a traveler's guide. So thanks for asking about that. Now, as far as, and, and for new gun owners, we have a book called Your First Gun. Great that, book. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It answers questions gun owners don't even know, or, or new, newbies don't even know how to ask. What will my spouse think? Right. Where would I put the thing? Yeah. What about if I have kids? Or One of my favorites. But, but if I have a gun, can't, can't the criminal just take it away from me and use it against me? <laughs> I hear that a lot. And the answer is, well, if that was true then you could just take the gun from the criminal and use it against him. That sounds like a cartoon. But, but that's not how guns work. Yeah. That's why guns are good. Yeah. That's why guns save lives and guns protect you. And you should learn gun retention techniques and how to use your gun. And you should take a class. Yeah. And that's what your first gun is about that you'll find at gunlaws.com. Getting to Australia, at the presidential debate, all five candidates at the time said... We want good, practical gun laws like Australia. So the Demo and the Democrats in the audience cheered. 
So now they're out of the closet. Mm -hmm. Australia confiscated guns so they could destroy them. It was not an optional program. Right. It was a requirement. Right. So Democrats want Australian common sense laws. So what that translates to in English, and none of the mainstream media pointed this out, but here on Cheryl Todd's show, we are. The Democrats want to take your guns away and destroy them just like Australia. And exactly. we're not like Australia. I'll give you a summary. They have about 20 million people. We have about 320 million people. So we're 14 times bigger. They have about four major cities. If you go down our list of 50 major cities, it ends with Atlanta and Boston. We're nothing like them. They're 92% white, 7% Asian. They don't have any multi multiculturalism problems and no ghettos. We do a little bit. Yeah. A few. The, There's a few. The, they started out as a penal colony. Hmm. We started out as the bastion of freedom on planet Earth, and we still are. So the idea that we're just like Australia is nonsense. Mm -hmm. You might say we both speak English, but I don't think the British would agree with that. But we have a, <laughs> we have a constitution. They don't. So, so we're not anything like Australia, and the Australian gun laws are turn your guns in or go to prison, and we, the government, will destroy them. And after this wonderful program, as you pointed out, crime skyrocketed. 300% on handguns. And the criminals didn't turn their guns in. What? Yeah. Wait. The honest people turned I'm their shocked. guns in. You know, I, I thought about that today. What if they did that? They said, you know, United States, you couldn't own who's, a gun. Who's they? The Clinton. Oh, the, the government. But, yeah, the, but the government. They'll, they'll keep their that, guns, yeah, right? Yeah, right. But oh, let's okay. just say that... Yeah, their uh, armed guards are not going to lay their weapons down. But if you look at that... Firearms say, okay, down, pardon me. Say I'm in Australia, and they say they're going to take all our guns away. I gather all the guns I can because I know that now they're worth 10 times what they were worth. Oh, that's true. Right? And so not only... It made me a professional criminal, criminal right? Um, it, it doesn't make sense to me. But here's, here's the really heavy-duty part, Cheryl, Don. The front end of your gun is supposed to defend against that. Mm -hmm. right. If they try and take all your guns, that's when the front end of your gun and all the ammo you have is supposed to come to bear. Hmm. And I don't want to see it come to that. But if the government gets so out of hand that they want to confiscate your property, which is guaranteed against by the Bill of Rights, Second Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Ninth Amendment, Tenth Amendment, and just the laws of God and nature, the front end of your gun is supposed to protect you from the guy at the door who says, give me your property, trust me, I'm from the government, and he's got a gun, but he doesn't think you should have one. That's what the guns are for, balance of power. You don't get that in school anymore, but the whole purpose of the Second Amendment was if the public's armed and the government's armed, there's a balance of power, and that's what's kept us free. And they don't teach that anymore. If only the government is armed and the public is not armed, the police can do whatever they want. And we see that all over the world. And we see that even here in the ghettos, in the places that are knocked to hell, like the Indian reservations. And they're talking about doing it so we can be like Australia, right. that we're nothing like. Oh, man. You're so right. Um, now stick around through the commercial, because, Alan, you're going to stick with us, right? I sure will. Fantastic. So much more to come. 
from Alan. And I want you to, during the break, go to the nearest computer and look up gunlaws.com to see all the titles that you'll find there, all the books, all the wisdom that uh, Alan Corwin brings to us because you're not hearing this stuff anywhere else. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, folks. I'm Don Kyle. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you on the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. 
Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are here today with Alan Corwin. And I hope everybody has had an opportunity to, to know Alan. He's an author. He's a speaker. He's a blogger. He's the owner of Bloomfield Press. And uh, he's here with us today talking about the future of gun rights in America. And um, you're going to want to probably stock up on every single gun that he's written. I think, what is it, 14 tile, every titles? Every single book. Every, just every one. Just go to gunlaws.com and hit all, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just get the ones that matter. The and, ones that matter but to that's you. All of them. I mean, all look at them. some of Cheryl. these titles, right? I mean, your first gun. We were just talking about that in in the last segment, and I think you said that there's a a firearms instructor who really relies on that. Well, let me let me make a comment about that. That book doesn't sell anywhere near as well as I thought it would, because most guys, I'll go to a gun show. Most guys go, ah, your first gun. I'm so far past that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's true, but that book was written for your gunless friends. Yeah. You know how long I would look for that word gunless? Yeah. We made it up. You People had went, to. he's gun challenged. He's, <laughs> you know, they came up with all kinds of phrases. Right. But everybody knows somebody who doesn't have a gun yeah. and is either afraid or they're hoplophobic. You know, they have a morbid fear hoplophobic. of. Hoplophobic. There's even a word that. Hoplophobic. Uh, Jeff Cooper coined it in 1961. Uh, it's for people who are morbidly afraid of guns, and you've all met them. You oh, know? yeah. It's, I don't believe in guns. Guns are, uh, right. and they, get, they right. start to sweat, right. and their pulse goes up. Right. Uh, it's a medical condition. I have a, a Ph.D. psychiatrist who's working on a book on this. Sarah Thompson, a Ph.D., wrote the seminal paper about hoplophobia. Mm. Um, but you can bring people into the gun uh, culture and the gun community with this book, Your First Gun, mm -hmm. because it's, it's all question and answer. It's large type, and it answers these questions that people don't have. And, and it addresses the fact that guns aren't for everybody. Mm -hmm. And if they're not for you, then, then confront that and yeah. realize, you know, if somebody's going to try and kill me, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. I can't fight back. It's not for me. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it is. And I have a, a second cousin like that. It's just she's going to perish. It's, mm -hmm. it's just not for her. And now she knows it. But she could harden her house. Mm -hmm. She could get non-lethal weapons. Mm -hmm. She could learn defensive driving. Mm -hmm. She could get a powerful flashlight and a better peephole in her door and put cactus outside the windows so people can't just come in on the right. ground floor. Those are and, good even for gun, gun owners. And that's what your first gun is about. Absolutely. If guns aren't for you, there's other things you can do to protect yourself and Safety in these in this day and age makes sense. Mm -hmm. So a lot of gun guys go, ah, your first gun. And there's 21 or 22 stories in there about people's first gun. Mm -hmm. And they're fascinating. You know, you, every listener out there, think for a minute. 
about your very first gun. We all remember our first guns, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, we do, actually. And our first time shooting. Right. Those stories are so cool. They are. I remember one woman who said she wanted a gun, but she wouldn't get one while she had kids in the house. Hmm. And when her kids were grown, that's when she went out and got a gun. Mm -hmm. And then her husband got into it and bought a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. But that was a wonderful story. And then some people got it. it I don't want to give it all away. And the book's only 10 bucks, and we sell them, I think, for $5 each if you buy four. So for 20 bucks, you can give them away to your friends. I, I love that. And, you know, the holidays are coming. Oh, right? yeah. We've got all these gift-giving opportunities, and there's so many great titles. I mean, I kind of led in with the after you shoot, your gun's hot, the perp's not, now what? Um, I mean, that one, that's kind of about how vulnerable we are to, to some of the laws out there. Th that, we could do a whole show. I've done entire shows on After You Shoot. You're invited back, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I can't remember when I was six months old to tell you about the gun I got when I was. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> when you were six yeah. months old. Go, go ahead. Pe people end up in more trouble than the crooks sometimes yeah. yes. because of things they do afterwards. Yeah. Uh, you're not required in any state to call 911. Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of wisdom to call, but anything you say can and will be used against you. Starting with your 911 call. And it's on tape, and you're calling the police who are looking to make an arrest, and you start out with, I just shot somebody. Mm -hmm. Well, the prosecutor's work is done. Mm -hmm. You should never say, I just shot somebody. And there's all kinds of other things to do, and people don't have a clue about all the loopholes in self-defense law and After You Shoot talks about it, and GunLaws.com has all these things up. In fact, you can read a whole bunch of After You Shoot at GunLaws.com, and then maybe not even buy the book, and I give away the information. <laughs> I love it. Alan, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. So GunLaws.com, everybody run there right now. Buy up some of these books. You're <laughs> going to love them. You're you're. Gift recipients are going to love them. And stick around through the commercial because we still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. I'm doing a little bit different take on it this week. And Dan's Tip of the Week. Your front door. Your car. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. Cable locks help keep firearms secured. Learn how to get a free firearm safety kit. Visit projectchildsafe.org. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. 
my husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Want to talk guns? This is Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd. We're the host of Gun Freedom Radio, heard every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. on Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Network. If you feel passionate about gun rights and the Second Amendment issues that have a profound effect on our lives, or maybe you want to stay current on the latest gun laws with analysis from legal experts and policymakers, maybe you love shopping for guns and crave the latest and greatest equipment. Are you looking for interesting tips on how to maintain your firearm? Wondering which firearm is the best option for your personal protection? We created Gun Freedom Radio for you to talk about the issues, to become informed, and to be entertained. Gun Freedom Radio covers the latest news in the world of firearms, and we want you to join the conversation. So let's talk. That's Gun Freedom Radio each week, every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. And catch us on demand at gunfreedomradio.com. Proudly sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. potofgoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Listen every weekday from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us at Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. And we are sponsored by azfirearms.com. We're not only the biggest little gun shop in Arizona, but we're also your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we've been talking to several different authors today. Um, We're really blessed with the the people that uh, will come on our show and share their wisdom and their knowledge with us. We started with John Marshall, the 101 Classic Firearms, talking about the beauty and the historical significance of firearms We uh, followed up with Greg Hopkins, who is the 
uh, author of a book that tells the biblical significance and importance of self-protection. And his book is called A Time to Kill, the uh, debunking the myth of Christian pacifism. And we just had the honor of having Mr. Alan Corwin in the studio um, talking about multiple uh, things, um, but he's an author, a speaker, a writer, a blogger, um, and uh, he's got some just some great titles, but also just a head full of knowledge, and what a fun interview that was. Yeah, we need to go to a seven-and-a-half-hour show. <laughs> Calm down. Calm no, down. There was so much that we could have covered that I wanted to cover today with all three of the guests. It was, it was amazing. These guys really love what they do. Uh, they do, and it's amazing to me that here's this 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 tool, right? The gun, and there's so many out there that want to just make it this one-dimensional thing, and it's only good for killing, and it's only good for violence, and it's you know, and yet this is just three authors. We we know several different authors, and of course we read um, tons of, of different uh, books from different perspectives. So here's just three that came on that wrote from completely different perspectives about this supposedly one-dimensional tool, the gun. And I actually had to cut poor Greg Hopkins off like in mid-sentence because we just ran out of time. Right. We didn't run out of things to talk about. We ran out of time. Um, but... Just fascinating and and wonderful, and uh, we're just really really blessed to have the people come into our lives that have. And um, you know what time it is now? I think it's time for the one thing I always struggle with. No, you're you're gonna wait. Dan's tip of the week is the no, last thing. Everybody has the to... deal about where I always say the uh, responsibility <laughs> armed gun <laughs> citizen thing. Oh, there is that. Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. And this week, we're going to take a little bit different tact on our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. Usually, we want to bring you a story about, you know, the good guy with the gun, um, stopping the bad guy with the gun. And um, those are very important stories. And again, you won't hear them on the national news stations. Well, I think I'm going to change that to the Smart Armed Citizen Report. It's much easier and flows (laughs) better, don't you think? No, sorry. I'm 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 responsibly pretty. <laughs> armed citizen report. Hey, you did it. I did it. You did it. All right. Well, this week on our responsibly armed citizen report, we have something a little different. Like I said, um, the news clip I'm about to play doesn't really have anything to do with being an armed citizen, but rather a prepared citizen. And if you find yourself in a setting where you don't have your firearm, what steps can you take? to give yourself and others who are with you a chance at survival. It is a realistic nightmare that's happening all too often in this country. Campus shootings. Since the beginning of 2015, there have been 16 shootings on college campuses involving attacks that resulted in injuries or death. When confronted with a situation involving a gunman, would you know what to do? For a lockdown, we've worried too much about accountability when the actual thing we should be worrying about is people's survivability and how we use this infrastructure to get people out. One company is rethinking student safety and survival if a gunman walks onto campus. 
The company is called ALICE. It stands for Alert, Lockdown, Inform, Counter, Evacuate. ALICE instructors say a lockdown and stay put scenario is flawed and could be deadly because if a gunman gets into the room, you're just waiting there to die. Lieutenant Joe Hendry travels the country teaching people how to fight back in the event of an attack. Literally, we've not trained 90% of the people in a school facility to respond to an incident other by then by not moving and being quiet and sitting on the floor. Well, that's a plan for the bad guy. So what should you do? Evacuate. Emergency exit doors. Now's the time to use them. Two classrooms with two dozen students cleared out in less than a minute. But if that's not possible, barricade the doors. Then, use anything you can get your hands on to fight back. Erasers to pens to chairs to were being thrown through that door. Become the attacker. If I have 30 people moving and 30 people throwing and 30 people yelling, there's 90 things going on. Which one does he focus on? And if you have to, swarm the gunman as a group. Nobody got hit in a room. There's a bunch of people in it. The death toll in each of these scenarios using Alice, no more than four. It's an entirely different way of thinking for Chris Ebnett. You're not totally defenseless in this situation. You know, there are tactics because you can distract them, you know, create confusion. Giving you a shot at survival if the unthinkable happens. Alice, alert, lockdown, inform, counter, evacuate. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, you think about the lives could be saved by doing that. We all like to be uh, protected and have our guns with us, but if you're in a situation where you don't, do you just sit there and let them pull the trigger? We've got to do something, and... I think about like World War II Normandy where those MG-42 machine guns were just sawing people in half and they just kept coming, they kept coming, they kept coming and eventually they were able to uh, defeat that area. Uh, you know, we can't just stand there. I mean, the guy's going to just clearly, the, on the deal in, in Paris yesterday, they had um, reloaded three times. Now, even if another person's shooting while the other one's reloading, there are things that you can do, uh, and and yes, you may you may perish defending someone, but at least you did something. Well, the thing that I'm thinking about is, you know, it, it's like not even in our consciousness that we can band together. Right. Um, I love your example about the beaches of Normandy because these men were trained to band together and trained to keep charging against that that machine gun fire, and that they were able to overcome. And then we have the three uh, recent, the story that recently of the three American heroes on the train in Paris, not that long ago, that they grew up together. So it took just a tap on a shoulder for one of them, right, and said, it's go time, or whatever the phrase was he used. And the, the first guy that took off, he knew his two buddies were with him. Right. Um, I don't know how they managed it on the airplane on 9-11 where, um, you know, the, the phrase let's roll uh, in the book that was written about it. Um, that, that I don't know if people just were able to, to quietly under their breath say, look, I'm going to do something. I hope you're with me. But to get in our consciousness that it's like we have permission to fight back, you know. Right. Uh, just to sit in a chair and wait while they 
pull the trigger one on And I've one, never on been one. clearly and thankfully, neither one of us have ever been in that situation. So we think we know what we would do. We think we would fight back. But we have all these examples of people that haven't fought back. And, and it's like an entire stadium full of people. And, and however many gunmen, it just seems like the, the odds would be so far against the gunmen that there's no way they'd have a chance. And yet they did. Well, the obvious answer is that we don't know what to do. Right. We don't know. I mean, you're looking down a gun barrel. We don't know. But if we're trained to know what to do, then that could make the difference between night and day. So we have to be trained. I mean, I couldn't I wouldn't even know what to do if somebody came shooting in a building and we were there. But if we knew ahead of time, it's just like walking to your car. You're it's at night. You're walking in your car. You're by yourself. You know your environment. Even if you don't have your gun, at least you're prepared. You've got your purse there. I've got my purse. You've got <laughs> you've got, got right. You've got Man something purse. there. So if you're aware and you, then at least you have a little bit of an of an advantage over just sitting there. Oh yeah, take take my life. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. Uh, the line that the the one man said. He goes, "There's a room full of thirty people, right? So if you have thirty people that are running, yelling, and throwing things, that's ninety things." For the bad guy to try to attenuate on, to try to focus on. And, you know, he can only focus on one thing at a time. That gives you such an advantage if you're causing a disturbance, if you are an unwilling participant in his plan or her plan. A bad bad guy could be a woman. Right. They expect no resistance. They're walking into maybe a gun-free zone. Mm -hmm. They expect no resistance. They expect that you're going to have 30 people in 30 chairs sitting there with their pencils in their hand doing nothing. So if they expect it and then you surprise them with anything, Mm -hmm. it may make a difference between somebody living and dying. Yeah. So what is it called again? Alice? Is alert, lockdown, inform, counter, and evacuate. And uh, I posted that on the uh, Gun Freedom Radio Facebook page a day or two ago, and I will definitely post it again today. And it's interesting that I had that already planned and already in the queue before this event in Paris yesterday. And, you know, I was thinking about if only a few of the people had been exposed to a program like this, um, that it could have made a difference in what happened yesterday and how many people were injured and how many people were killed. And um, I, I don't know how to make these things more uh, prevalent and on more top of mind to the public but, you know, if one person talks about it and then another person talks about it, um, you know, maybe it'll get some traction. You know, they did pick a country that didn't that doesn't allow firearm possession. Yeah, that's you know, true. That, that's another thing. I mean, if you know, you got to look at that, too. That's true. And I, you know, I, I think so much of what happened in Paris yesterday, I guess I have to say there, but by the grace of God, I pray America doesn't go. Right. You know, uh, we've got to protect our all of our rights, not Remember just our gun rights. What they said in Japan when they attacked, uh, when they attacked us at Pearl Harbor, they were afraid to invade uh, the U.S. because uh, everybody owned a gun. Right. So uh, that's one thing good about we do own guns. Right. We are ready to defend ourselves. Absolutely. Well, of course, our hearts and minds are with uh, everyone in Paris and everyone affected by uh, those terrible deeds yesterday. 
um, that Alan Corwin was, he was careful to say it's not terrorism, it's jihadism. And just even making that distinction in our minds, maybe that makes a difference to how we think about it and how we engage others in conversation and how we vote and all of those things. So um, we still have to do Dan's Tip of the Week. Uh-oh. Here we go. No. Good, good evening, <laughs> class. Tip of the week today. You know, I, I, I want to talk about guns, and that's our main uh, focus is to talk about guns, but today's tip of the week is not going to be about guns. It's going to be about using your voice. Speak out. Talk to people. Let them know what you think, and don't be so afraid of being politically correct. Listening to Ann Coulter really helped me um, yesterday, and I just think that we need to talk. We need to let people know what's on our mind, and we need to say what we need to say, and just have the backing you know, to, to support what you say and be right about what you say. But that's my tip. Speak up. I like it. That was a good one. Well, we're at the end of the show. I can't believe it. So uh, I want to thank our tech crew. They're awesome. I want to thank our listeners and our guests. Um, And until next week, pray for our nation and for other nations. Pray for the leaders of those nations and be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. And we leave you with this thought from President Reagan. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.